Welcome to another episode of Modern Off-Grid DIY. If you've ever been curious on topics like living off the grid, completely off the grid, solar systems, renewable energy, or just need inspiration to think outside the box, you've come to the right place. This is Modern Off-Grid DIY. Hey everyone, I just want to make a really quick point um, before you listen through the rest of the podcast here. Um, I want to make this very clear. So when wiring your batteries, when you wire them in series, what you're doing is increasing the voltage, okay? And then when you wire them in parallel, you are increasing the amperage or the kilowatt hours of that bank, okay? So when I made the podcast here for him, I was making it very quick. Um, But in the end, for what he needs to do, he still needs to wire them in series and then wire them in parallel anyway. But if you are... you know, wiring more than one battery together, like two 24 volt batteries, wire them in series. That will give you a 48 volt battery bank. Uh, Then you can wire multiple pairs together. And then you're going to go ahead and wire them in parallel to connect them all together as one big battery bank. Hope that helps. Hey everyone, uh, welcome back to another episode of Modern Off-Grid DIY. In today's episode, we're going to be answering a question that came in on my YouTube channel. Um, the person that left the question, his username is One Life One Love. Okay, uh, it sounds like to me that he's building his system right now, um, probably an off-grid system because he's using a battery bank. Now, let I'm going to read exactly what his question is, and let's kind of go over it. And I'm going to explain how the system should be set up, and not only that, how it's going to work. Okay, so uh, let's go ahead and dive into this. So his question is: So me using six 24 volt Tesla batteries wired into a 40 volt system gives me under 750 amps on the bank. I'm asking because I don't want to blow the fuse on the cells that's rated for 750 amps peak, I believe. So that's his question. Okay, so he is building a 48 volt um, off grid system. So let's evaluate this and let's let's try to um, decipher through some of this. Okay, so he has, he either has or is inquiring or maybe about to purchase some Tesla batteries. Now, keep in mind, Tesla batteries come in 24 volt and 60 volt. Okay, so if he is using or planning on using the 24 volt models or modules, the way it's going to work here is because you have to build the bank for a 48 volt system, right? That's his game plan. I'm assuming he has 48 volt inverters. So, Every every two battery modules have to be wired in parallel, okay? So he's got six batteries. So, you know, you're going to have two batteries, two batteries, two batteries. And every pair of those two batteries have to be wired in parallel because we have to achieve the 48 volt, right? Now, once each pair is wired in parallel, you have to now wire all those batteries in series, Okay, because we're going to create one big battery bank at a 48 volt um, voltage that we need. Right. So wiring them all in series will not work for you because I believe that's going to be like 144 volts. That's not going to work. And um, so you have to make sure that you wire the batteries correctly first. Right. So um, every pair of batteries have to be wired in parallel. Okay, so then that means you'll have three battery banks technically that have 48 volt 
And then you're going to wire them all together in series so that way now you create one big uniform battery bank. Okay, so that's the first thing you're going to want to do to make sure you get that 48 volts that you need. Okay, so now um, once you do that, the question was he's talking about the 750 amps, right? Because he's on his batteries, maybe he has or he's looking into, um, is stating that the fuses on them are rated for 750. Okay, so let's explain a little bit about that. So the fuses that's on the actual battery means nothing. Okay, um, it only means something when you're charging and discharging the battery. So if the fuse is only rated for 750 amps, you can build a battery bank that's 5,000 amps. You can build a huge battery bank. It doesn't matter. Okay, because that fuse is only rating the amount of power going in and coming out of that battery bank. Okay, so you can wire as many batteries as you want, like endless, right? And the fuse for that 750 means nothing because it's not doing anything yet. Basically, all you're doing is making a huge battery bank, right? Now, where the 750 comes into play is when you're going to charge and discharge that battery. So if you're charging the battery, you do not ever want to exceed the 750 amps because then you will blow the fuse, because you're pushing power into the battery and you're going to exceed the amount of amperage that's going into them, right? So the odds of you being able to push 750 amps into the battery is slim to none, okay? I mean, unless you have a huge, and I mean huge, solar system. I mean, it has to be massive, massive. And you're talking about, you know, uh, a slew of um, inverters, because every inverter, let's say, like for me, I have Outback inverters and midnight solar charge controllers. Um, not inverters, I'm sorry, charge controllers, right? Because we're taking the solar power, pumping it, pumping it into the battery. There is only a maximum amount of amps that each charge controller can actually handle, okay? So um, there's no way that one charge controller can max, come even come close not even come close to the 750. You, like I said, you'd need a ton of solar panels and a ton of, um, you know, solar charge controllers in order to even try to come close to it. So you're not going to have to worry about putting the power in. Okay. Now the the part that you actually have to look out for is pulling the power out. Okay. So when you're pulling the power out, that's what you call a load right? So if you have a microwave, for instance, and you turn that on, that microwave will take a X amount of power, right? So it's voltage times amperage equals watts. But if you look on the back of that appliance, right, it'll give you the amperage that it's going to be pulling and using in order to run that appliance. Now, for you to run and, and run 750 amps of load in your home, that's a massive, I mean, a massive amount of power. Um, so <laughs> you're, you're never going to get up to the 750 amps. I mean, unless you have like a huge house or it's like a huge facility that you're trying to run, um, and you have a ton of loads being pulled, um, you'll never come close to actually tapping out that 750 amp fuse. So keep in mind that fuse that you're seeing on that battery is the rated amount of power or amperage that can go into the battery and what can come out of the battery that has no limitation on you connecting more than one battery. You can, you can hook up a hundred of those Tesla batteries, but you just have to make sure that you wire them correctly. Right? So every pair is going to be wired in, 
parallel. And then after you get them all parallel, then you're going to wire them all in series. And then you're done. You have one huge massive battery bank. So if I like, here's an example. If I was using the 24 volt models, um, then, you know, I could build a battery bank that's endless. I mean, it could be as huge as I want. Right. Um, but I'm not using, for me personally, I am not using the 24 volt models. I am using the 60 volt. Now, the reason why I went with the 60 volt was to actually avoid this exact thing, because in order to create a 48 volt battery, you would have to take two of those batteries and wire them in series in parallel as you start adding more and we'll be right back after this commercial break batteries. So that means you're buying more batteries um, to try to achieve the same thing. To me, it wasn't cost effective to go that direction. And that's why I went with the 60 volt batteries. But if you're having trouble locating or purchasing the 60 volt batteries like I have, and you're kind of in a situation where you're, you're going to go with the 24 volt um, modules, then I completely understand where you're coming from. No problem. And there's no right and wrong answer here. It's just preference in the end. So keep in mind that that fuse is only for power being pushed in and being pulled out. Has nothing to do with how many batteries you hook up. Okay. Um, but obviously you're going to be putting a fuse in line, right? So on your, when you're pulling the power out of the battery, it's going to be going through a breaker panel. Okay, it's going to be going through a DC breaker panel. Um, in my case, mine actually goes through a DC disconnect switch, a gigavac switch, and then it goes into DC breakers. And then from there, it goes to the inverter. And then after the inverter, it goes into AC breakers and it goes into the home. Right. So you cannot even purchase a breaker that's 750 amps. So there's just no way for you to blow that fuse um, on the loads that you're using. I mean, you could have multiple 50 amp fuses and build them up on the DC side. Sure. Coming out of the battery bank. Sure. Um, but I don't see you being able to pull that much power out of the batteries in order to even jeopardize those fuses. So I just wanted to make this really quick video. I'm um, video. Sorry, guys. I'm so used to making YouTube videos. Um, this podcast here to kind of explain that question, um, because I do get that from time to time, maybe not in those exact words, the way he worded it. Um, but I do get that question. Like, aren't you going to be maxing out the fuses on the batteries? Well, no, because it has nothing to do with the amount of batteries that's connected together. It has nothing to do with that. It is the amount of power being pushed in and being pulled out, right? Um, if you can pull out more than 750 amps continuously at, at, a, at, one, at one current second, I would love to see what you have on that system because, I mean, you must be running a ton of stuff. I mean, yeah, it's just crazy uh, to have a – to even imagine that you could pull 750 amps. I mean, let's think about it. Um, like a dryer – right? A dryer, or no, here, let's give a better example, a hot water heater. A hot water heater, the breakers are 50 to 60 amps only. 50 to 60, that's a hot water heater. So if the fuse on the battery is 750, right, you can see what I'm talking about. It's You have a long way to go to worry about blowing those fuses. But let me give you some advice here. When you're wiring batteries in parallel, and then you're going to wire them all in series to create one big battery bank, be careful, okay? Because if you mess up wiring those batteries, you're going to have a huge problem on your hands, okay? One mishap, one miswiring, you're going to blow your battery. And unfortunately, lithium-ion batteries can be dangerous, right? And if they catch fire, um, good luck trying to put it out, right? Um, so be cautious about it. 
Um, and that's another reason why I decided to avoid the 24 volt batteries because, you know, just one mishap guys, I mean, wire slips or something happens. Um, you're, it's, there's a lot of energy in those batteries. Don't take it for granted. I mean, it might come in a small package, but it has a ton of energy in there and yeah, <laughs> uh, it can really mess with you if you're not um, paying attention. So I hope that answers the question. Um, you know, I think he was concerned about the fusing on those batteries. And like I said, guys, it has nothing to do with the amount of batteries you're connecting together. It has the, it's only limited to the amount of power being pushed in and being pulled out of the system in a hole. So, I mean, even on my home, I have, you know, um, oh, what little over 33 kilowatts of Tesla lithium ion batteries. And my system is running at a 60 volt. Um, it's a 60 volt system. My batteries are wired at 60 volt. Um, you know, I don't even come close to pulling. <laughs> I mean, coming, I mean, for everything that I can run in my home, including like the uh, microwave. And even if I was to turn on my hot water heater, I mean, I wouldn't even exceed a hundred amps, not even, not even come close to exceeding a hundred amps. I mean, maybe 80 <laughs> you know what i mean so you have a very big threshold but be careful when you hook up those batteries um that would be the, the to me the worry the, the most worrying part would be wiring them in parallel and then wiring them all in series that's the most critical part and the most unsafe part just getting them hooked up initially right um if you are a little weary about that um there is other ways, right? So some people will wire the batteries in series first and then parallel them down. Okay. I used, I used to actually do that a lot with the lead acid batteries. Um, I would wire them in series and then parallel them down. Um, but vice versa, they work the same way. But if I was you, I would build one, you know, take two battery packs, wire them to your 48 volt, take your next two wire to 48, next two wire to 48. And then go ahead and now connect to the next bat battery and take your time doing it and then go ahead and wire to the next battery. That way you have all six batteries connected. Um, and that way you'll keep the 48 volt that you need, but you'll increase the amp hours as you start paralleling everything down. So, uh, and then just one last note um, on like Tesla batteries and lithium ion batteries. Um, don't consider your battery bank in amp hours. Okay. Consider your battery bank in kilowatt hours. Okay. Like lead acid batteries, we consider them in amp hours, right? Um, but the chemistry and how, how much energy a lead acid battery holds is very small compared to what a lithium ion battery can hold. Right. So when you start calculating numbers and stuff like that, um, consider, um, switching over to doing the calculation in kilowatt hours and not amp hours. If you're trying to build like an amp hour battery, maybe you're trying to build, you know, 500 amp hours or a thousand amp hours of battery with lithium. Don't consider it that way. Consider it in um, kilowatt hours. That'll serve you way better when you're calculating things out. So anyway, um, thanks for the question. And I hope that information was enough to kind of get you where you need to go. Um, my one advice is be careful. Make sure you put um, breakers in place um, and um, disconnects in place. Um, you're, you know, you're definitely, you know, you could cause some problems if you're not careful. And I just want to make sure that you're safe. So anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in. And I'll definitely stay tuned. We're going to have a lot more episodes coming up. I'm trying to answer as many questions as I can that comes in. Uh, the podcast allows me to get more direct and answer questions faster than me making individual um, videos addressing every question. It's just a little bit hard to do that on the videos. So anyway, thanks for your guys' support. And I'll see you guys on the next one. 
Go listen, download, and subscribe to the Modern Off-Grid DIY Podcast, available today on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and YouTube. Modern Off-Grid DIY, inspiring others to think outside the box. Support the podcast today. It's also available on anchor.fm slash freeyourmind. And there's already a ton of episodes for you to binge listen to and learn how to live off the grid in these modern times and do it yourself. Once again, it's titled Modern Off-Grid DIY. It's also available on Podbean, Stitcher, Breaker.audio, and Overcast.fm. Make sure you subscribe to stay up to date on new releases, Modern Off-Grid DIY. Go listen, download, and subscribe today.